how do I get my lawyer to speed up my divorce? That's such a common question. And I'm going to break it into what I think are potential reasons why it's not going as fast as the client wants it to. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about today's sponsor. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedule, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. More about how Our Family Wizard can help in a few minutes, but now on to today's show. All right, next question. What to do when the other person doesn't cooperate? Is there a default divorce? So I don't know at what level the questioner is at when they say the other person doesn't cooperate. So um, let me take it in the two parts that I'm sort of imagining. One is the other person doesn't respond even though they were properly served with divorce papers. So yes, in New York, you can pursue a judgment of divorce on default um, if they just don't ever show up or answer the papers and enter an appearance um, by you know responding to the papers they were served. Um, but there's a caveat in New York. The judge can't issue a default on equitable distribution or custody or anything that requires the court to have some information about what are the values of things and when were they um, acquired and how much debt is there and what's best for the children. So in that situation, you would be granted a judgment of divorce on default as to grounds only. And then the court would hold a what we call in New York an inquest. It's like a one-sided hearing where the court would call the party and their attorney into the courthouse. And um, that's when the party would submit their sworn statement of net worth with their assets and debts and income information, uh, enter into evidence, income tax returns, for instance, or pay stubs as to pay, um, and then offer some testimony if there are children involved, because in New York, a judge is prohibited by the laws of our state from entering a custody award truly on default without knowing some evidence about what's best for the kids. So there has to be some testimony, and usually an attorney is present, uh, appointed to represent the children's interests and will meet with the children. So you have like a one-sided mini hearing in New York, which we call an inquest. Um, is, that's part of your default. Even worse than that, I mean, so um, even though the other party doesn't show up and you still have to go to court and have your lawyer present a case for you, is the party who... Um, responds to the papers, files an answer opposing your relief, and then um, stalls and delays and just, you know, stonewalls everything. That can end up being far more expensive. It's almost better if they don't show up at all and they just don't, they have their head in the sand and they're not participating in any way, but they can really delay and frustrate and drag out things. And courts will usually give them, you know, enough rope um, to, uh, draw them into the arena if they really want to earnestly be in there. I mean, no court really wants anybody to have a uh, divorce on default, especially if there are minor children. So they'll give some latitude to the uncooperative party, and that will just cause additional delay and cost for the party who brought the action, unfortunately. But eventually, if they don't engage in some meaningful way, there'll be that inquest. 
So you will get your divorce. They can't sell it forever. Yeah, I imagine that is a strategy where one person doesn't want the divorce and they're just gonna, you know, like you said, stonewall and drag it out in hopes of, I'm not sure yeah. what, but it's like a feeling of helplessness. Like this is the only thing I can control. All right, yeah. along, those, along those lines, uh, how do I get my lawyer to speed up my divorce? That's such a common question, and I'm going to break it into what I think are potential reasons why it's not going as fast as the client wants it to. So first and foremost, I think that a good attorney-client relationship, and I put, I'm putting some responsibility on both parties, is to get an understanding of what's involved in the process and what are likely timeframes. So we lay out for our client the roadmap of a contested divorce, like what are the stages, how long does each stage usually last? What's expected of the client at each stage? What can they expect of the law firm at each stage? So we do lay that all out. So first there's our intake and getting to know you and gather your information. And then there's getting discovery and financial information from the other party. And then there might be motion practice. And then there might be mediation or settlement efforts. Um, so we have the phases of the case and we kind of talk about what goes on and um, uh, how long we think things are going to take at each stage. Um, and we let the client know when their case is now moved from one stage to the next. Okay, now we're in this stage. Um, but uh, a lot of things go into how things or if things move in those stages in any predictable fashion. And one of those things is the client. If we need information from the client, we need them to gather three years of bank records and credit card statements and retirement statements and run a Kelly Blue Book on their vehicle um, and help us complete their net worth statement, but they're not participating in a timely way, that can stall it. So in some instances, the clients are part of the reason things aren't moving as fast as they would like or we would like. Um, some things are dependent on the other party and their attorney, and we have very little control over those folks, right? So we can ask, we can ask for commitments. Can you get those things with us? Or there might be court imposed commitments that sometimes are honored and sometimes aren't for the timing of exchange of financial information, for instance. And then there's these courts, you know, like, uh, and no attorney has any control over that. And even though well-meaning judges might put a schedule in place, lots of things arise for those courts that can derail their schedules. Um, so a more high priority client, a trial may take precedent or a trial that goes off the rails and takes two weeks when it should have taken a day and a half. And now the judge's schedule is all thrown out of whack. So um, I think that the best thing is to try to have a regular and open dialogue with your law firm um, about where are we in my case and what's next and how can I help and, you know, what are the uh, things we can do to speed it up? So there are some things. If the defense attorney or the other attorney is um, stalling, you know, motions can be brought or requests for court conferences to put a scheduling order in place can be done. But the last thing you really want your attorney do, to do is to ask the judge to hurry up because that's the surest way to A, slow it down, and B, get the outcome you don't want. Because the rule is if you ask a judge when are they going to make a decision or why haven't they made a decision, um, you're not going to like the answer. <laughs> so um, I guess I would say um, you know, understand what's in uh, your attorney's control and what's not in your attorney's control and just keep a dialogue about it. And I think most attorneys want their clients to be satisfied and understand um, realistic timeframes and move things along where they can. So um, 
but it's, I think it's all about, I know people are sometimes afraid to call their lawyer because it's going to show on their bill, but there'll be someone else at the firm, uh, you know, a legal assistant or a paralegal who can answer questions about timing or in my office, the non-legal staff who are client, um, who are certified divorce specialists can listen to the client and say, all right, what are your concerns? Let me take them to the legal team and get back to you with an answer about what you can expect or what could be done to move this along faster. I think there is a big there's misconception with a lot of attorneys and there's this idea that divorce lawyers want to drag it out and they're just running up billing hours. And maybe there are some that do that, but mm, uh, why it's so important to find the right divorce attorney. Yeah. And I think that um, it, it really does all come back to, um, you know, getting an understanding about where you want to go and why, right? So do you want to go try to divert this to a mediation and avoid the trial because you don't like stress and uncertainty and expense? Um, and, you know, work with your attorney on what are the best strategies and methodologies for getting you where you want to go that are within um, your tolerance for timeframes, uh, budget constraints, et cetera. So some of the non-litigious things are going to get you to a divorce finish line uh, a lot sooner and a lot less cost um, than going the courtroom route. And for some people, that, that's great. Going the non-courtroom route where you use a mediator or an arbitrator is um, palatable and comfortable. And for others, that feels un you know, uncertain or foreign or um, that they might be asked to compromise more than they're willing to. There's a, a misconception that if you're mediating, you're sort of giving in. The other thing I would caution people about is the uh, well-meaning group of friends and family who are there in your camp who always have a story about somebody who got divorced in two weeks um, or two months or something. And those things happen, but they usually happen when people say, we've talked about everything. We ha we just needed an attorney to draft up an agreement and then do the uncontested divorce paperwork for us. Um, so those people can um, be, uh, be realistic when they're telling you that a divorce took a very short period of time. But if you're on the courtroom track, and your ex is filing motion after motion or stalling and stalling and stalling, then your divorce isn't the divorce of the party who got divorced in two weeks or two months or whatever. Your divorce is your divorce. And so try not to assume that because John or Susie had a different divorce experience that yours should be exactly the same. Well, Deborah, these are the conversations that people really can benefit from learning about before they start their divorce or you know, once they're in the beginning stages. So thank you so much. Uh, let people know where they can find you and your firm. Great. Yeah. So we are located um, in Saratoga Springs, New York and Elizabethtown, New York. It's Whitson Law at WhitsonLawFirm.com. We also have a sister company called MediatedOnlineSolutions.com, which does family law related mediation in and outside of New York State. We can mediate anywhere. Um, and on either of those websites, uh, people can download a free ebook version of my book, 
divorce like a pro, a better way to break up, where I address a lot of these questions in a very easy to read short uh, book. And you can buy it on Amazon if you really like hardcover or you really want to have that book in your hand, but the e-version is available for free download on either of my websites. So if you have more questions that I didn't get a uh, chance to address today, um, download that book and I'm sure they're going to find answers to the most common questions about the process of divorcing and what to expect and what your options are. And it goes through a lot of the things we talked about today. Thank you we, for we, letting me see that. Of course. We'll leave notes to that uh, in the YouTube and the podcast. Deborah, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, thanks, Rob. It's always great to be on your program. I know you do a great service for a lot of people out there who are um, chomping at the bit for this um, information, and you always uh, provide good, solid, sound answers and guidance to them. So um, it's, I know you do a great service for a lot of viewers, and I appreciate that you do that. Oh, I appreciate you saying that. It seems like we all want to pay it forward. If you've been through divorce, you know what it's like. We want to help people that are starting that process. Yeah. And speaking of which, there's a lot of other free resources on those websites as well. Um, short informational videos, things about what is mediation, how can you use mediation, um, how can you get the other party to say yes to mediation, everything you need to know about grandparents' rights, custody, family support, et cetera. There's lots of free resources. We want people to come in. Um, well, whether they come into us or, uh, to our firm or not, we want people to have the information they need to um, intelligently make a choice about how they approach their situation, who, uh, if anyone has a legal professional, they engage to be in their camp with them. So lots of great stuff um, out there for free on uh, both of my websites, and I hope people will take advantage of that. Thank you so much, Deborah. All right. Thanks, Rob. You have a great day and a great 2024. You too. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedules, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. Here's Maddie to explain how Our Family Wizard changed her co-parenting life. Before Our Family Wizard, my co-parent and I were constantly arguing. We disagreed on the cost of our kids' activities. We would fight over whose turn it was to pick up our daughter from school. We had absolutely no boundaries. Our Family Wizard has not only improved communication between us, but it has also saved my sanity. We use the shared calendars, expense tracking, and secure messaging on a daily basis. The ability to coordinate and share important information, plus manage expenses, has stopped the confusion and the fighting. This allowed us to put all our focus back on just enjoying the quality time we have with our kids. Join more than 1 million parents and family law professionals who trust Our Family Wizard. Go to www.ourfamilywizard.com WTF and get free co-parenting tips and insights from family law and mental health experts. That's www.ourfamilywizard.com WTF to get started today.